Hello and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1516, the topic is Q&A and the title is Training the Same Body Parts on Back-to-Back Days for Muscle Growth. Oof, I thought I was going to struggle through that one, <laughs> but I, guess, I think we made it. So again, the title is Training Same Body Parts on Back-to-Back Days for Muscle Growth. Oof, okay, here we go. Uh, so what this came up uh, from was a listener sent in a question. So we're going to kind of build on that as, as we normally do <laughs> and make a podcast out of it. So they wrote, I've seen your recent videos on YouTube and I wanted to run something by you. Uh, so if you aren't aware, I've been posting more training education videos on YouTube. The individual YouTube videos are on our website as well under our YouTube channel link. We have training education videos there you can check out. And they continued and wrote, uh, years ago I heard on a podcast on your channel, please correct me if I'm wrong, but it said the best way to put on muscle is by the following. And they referenced a training split, the way in which you would structure your training days during the week. And it was day one, upper body strength. Day two, upper body building, like bodybuilding type work. Day three is lower body strength. Day four is lower body kind of bodybuilding work. So they went on and said, give me your thoughts on if you found any other program. I've heard a lot of good things about full body programs, but found them to be a little more difficult and longer lasting due to warm up for each lift. So the workouts are too long. Anyway, whenever you get a chance, shoot me your thoughts on the program above. So. They're correct. That is one of the ways I have programmed for people who are quote-unquote hard gainers where they're already relatively lean, but they have a hard time kind of like gaining muscle mass. So they, they believe they eat enough. They're lifting quite often, but we just need to create more muscle damage in their workouts. That's kind of the thing that we really need is how do we damage their, their muscles to a greater degree so that way there's more damaged tissue for the body for the, all that food to go into and often this is related to people who don't, they're they're not necessarily new to lifting they can be new to lifting but they've been lifting enough that the newbie gains like kind of the beginner gains have faded but they're still not super strong yet so maybe when they started they could dumbbell chest press 30s and they worked their way up to 50s within like two or three months then the last two or three months, they haven't really gone anywhere, maybe from 50 to 55. And then another two or three months, they're kind of maybe 55 to 60s. It's kind of really stalling out. And they want to continue to get bigger. They want to continue to get stronger. But everything seems to be a little plateau. So that would be where a structure like this would be very helpful, is having a four-day split where you train body parts, the same body parts on back-to-back days. That can be very helpful. So I've written this for clients, and I thought we'd go through right now so I could tell that, uh, that listener how to do it. And then it would just be kind of fun for everybody to hear kind of how we'd set this up, exercise selections, exercise orders, you know, and all those kind of things. So this is something I do all the time, which I love doing, is basically a, a template creation. So we're going to talk about how we would structure the workouts, exercise order, the categories, time and attentions, how many sets and reps, all that stuff. Now we have this service uh, on our website where 
we have training templates for sale and we have fat loss and shaping for 30 minutes workouts 60 minute workouts we have a powerlifting one that'll take you from your first meet ever all the way to an elite total i'm working on one that is for blending the goals of running uh, speed and endurance based running and strength and muscle shaping and kind of joint protection and then how you would rotate all three of those focuses depending on which time of the year uh, you want to focus on each one and then after that one I was going to get into a lot of bodybuilding stuff so I figured I'd talk my way through this one and then this will be eventually available on the website but this is something I do for individual clients so I just had somebody reach out recently they want to do powerfully and, and marathon running they like they like writing their own programs they're just a little lost on how to do that so we're going to work together and kind of figure out how to format their programming based on their goals and then they can plug and play whatever exercises they want and they can write their own workouts. I do that for trainers. They might have a specific type of client. So for example, the clients that want fat loss and muscle shaping and they need to do it in 30 minutes or less, we have that program written and trainers would take any client through that and pick on exercise selections based on that client. So it is a lot of individual like personalization to it, but yet it has a known structure that we know will work. And I do that for personal training directors where if they have a staff, they want all their trainers to kind of train similarly so that way their brand of training is consistent among all trainers and that's what we do this service for as well so all the fun stuff i love this stuff let's go through and let's talk about a basic template that we would use for a weekly workout structure that featured such as this where there's four workout days a week your main goal is growth and you're kind of coming out of this plateaued place so first thing get your nutrition under order so podcast 1232 is a nutrition podcast that will talk you through how to set up your own nutrition program and all of our training templates have all of that information uh, and more uh, in them as well so you can't build new tissue if you don't have the material that the tissue is built from can't have a brick house if i don't have bricks so you got to make sure you eat enough and podcast 1232 will help you do that once you have that set up then all the training actually matters <laughs> so we would do it, as we said, would be day one would be upper body strength. You want to do a warm-up that focuses on shoulders, core, and hips. Now, why do we want to do that every single workout is because it keeps you safe. You're going to build up a lot of small weaknesses, a lot of small muscles, all your stabilizers. You're going to be long-term infinitely more successful by taking care of yourself in your warm-ups. You want to do warm-ups that focus on shoulder, core, and hips. And we have that explained in podcast 1112, which is a training podcast titled The Best Warm-Up Routine. So you can find those podcasts, 1232 Nutrition One, and this one all on our website, www.brutalirongym.com. We have all the podcasts on there and um, ooh, explanation, description, instructions, one of those terms <laughs> on how to find older podcasts. Oof. So we do a warm-up. And then we want to go through the exercises of a chest press, a back row, an overhead press, and a pull-up or a lat pull-down. That would be our upper body strength day. Now, you can superset these depending on the type of gym you train in, or you'd have to do them kind of separate, like one by one by one. In our gym, a Brutal Iron Gym, it's 
capped membership. We only allow 100 members at a time. So it's never usually too full because that's 100 people spread out over 24 hours and multiple days. But it's very nice. You can easily superset things in our gym and people understand, you know, if a piece of equipment has weights on it or has a handle on it, that means somebody's using it because we always put our weights away and we always put our handles away. So it makes it very nice and very easy. Everybody understands that. So we would do a chest press. This can be basically anything. So when we think about the strength-based day, our exercise kind of selection considerations is we do want to use free weights over machines. We want to use things that require a lot of stability. We want to use variations that allow for like normal to overloading. So that could be like reverse band bench press. I wouldn't want to do like a Larson press where I have my legs out and I don't have great legs, leg drive, leg support. That's an underloading variation. What that means is I would max out under my normal weight load. So if I could normally do 225 for five, if I'm doing a Larson press, I might only be able to do, say, 205 for five. Whereas if I do reverse band benching, maybe I can do 265 for five and I get a much greater overload into my shoulders and my stabilizing muscles. So on this strength-based day, you want to do normal loading to overloading exercise variations, and you want to focus on free weights over machines. Now, for chest press, that could be, you know, you can do really heavy dumbbell presses, you know, flat, 15-degree, incline, like, uh, 30-degree. You can do decline. You can do barbell bench press, you know, at decline, slight incline. You can do reverse banding. You can do chains if you want to do some chain overloads. There's a lot of variations you can do. But that would be kind of like the type of exercises you would pick in a chest press would be free weights and variations that allow for normal to overloading. Then for the back row, same thing. You want to find something that allows for big, heavy weight. Maybe a T-bar row, cable-seated row that usually you can get pretty good weight there. Barbell bent-over row. Sometimes barbell bent-over row might stress your lower back more than it stresses the actual muscles you're working. So that's not always the best choice depending on the strength of the person. So... The idea is to overload the targeted muscles with super heavy weight. So for most people, cable-seated rows or a one-arm dumbbell row are going to be great options. Then we have an overhead press. And this, again, can be any variation of an overhead press, but you want something that's free weights, something that allows for very heavy uh, weight loads. And that way you can really over, overload those muscles, really challenge those muscles. And then we have pull-ups or lat pull-downs, depending on your physical ability. If you can do weighted pull-ups, awesome, do them. If you can't do weighted pull-ups, then lat pull-downs might be a better option for you. Now, what's really important on this day is the execution of the exercises. You don't want to go past good form. So once your form would start to break down, stop. You do not want to push past good form failure. You'll start, if you did, you would start to accumulate some small joint stresses and annoyances that since you're training on back-to-back -back days, that would add up real quick. And within a few weeks, you'd start to have like an elbow pain, a shoulder pain, something else like that. So you have to be very, very, very precise with your technique. You don't want to go crazy heavy where your technique breaks down. You want to go as heavy as you can go with good technique, but you don't want to push the set further repetitions or too heavy if you can't do it the right way. On all these exercises, you would aim for three to five working sets, somewhere between five to 25 seconds of time under tension. So that might be a set of two or three reps. It might be a set of, you know, six to eight reps. Kind of depends on how fast you move. It depends on what you're comfortable with. You know, am I going to get dumbbells in place, lay back, and do a one rep max of a dumbbell chest press? No, you'd probably kill yourself. Would I do that with a barbell? Probably. <laughs> it's a little bit easier. 
you know. So I might, if I'm doing a barbell bench press, I might select to do a couple sets of threes, whereas if I'm doing dumbbell chest press, I might do a couple sets of six to eight. So really, the time under tension is variable because anywhere within that range will help build strength and accumulate some degree of muscle damage. And then especially when you come in the very next day and train the same muscles, you're going to blow that damage up big time, and that's going to really produce a lot of that growth response that you're looking for. So that's on day one. I, I wouldn't do like bicep, tricep kind of isolation work on day one because you're going to need to come back and do that the next day. So those four exercises, a chest press, a back row, overhead press, a lat, uh, pull up or lat pull down, those are great choices. Uh, do you Maybe you want to add a fifth exercise. Maybe you could. But by the time you do the warm-up circuit, which takes about 10 to 12 minutes if you do it right, then you do the chest press and back row, you know, for three to five sets of five to 25 seconds of time or attention with appropriate rest times, maybe, you know, three to five minute rests. Right there is another 20-ish minutes. Then you do the overhead press and the pull up or lat pull down. That's another kind of 20-ish minutes. So this whole workout, if you do it hard, heavy, and aggressive, it will take about 40 to 60 minutes. So that's what I would focus on. If you get done faster than that, then maybe if you only did three working sets, move up to four or move up to five. You know, if you do five working sets of all four movements plus the warm-up and you're only done in like 20, 30 minutes, you probably didn't go heavy enough and take long enough rest periods. But this workout in total should take you somewhere between 40 to 60 minutes. Now, day two, we do kind of the upper body again, but we do it with different formats, different exercise selections. So we want to do our warm-up again. That's going to be shoulders, core, and hips. And we said you can learn how to do that through podcast 1,112. Then we want to do supersets or kind of do them in this order is you do a chest fly, then a chest press. That's going to annihilate your chest. It's still going to introduce a good tricep work, but it's mostly chest that's going to die during that. Then you do reverse flies and or some kind of like thoracic mid-back type work. And then you do a back row. And again, that can be dumbbell cables, a machine, whatever you want. On this day, it's okay to use machines. You actually want to try to isolate the muscles and minimize any other muscles that could possibly get in the way of helping. So machines are fantastic. Uh, going low, like slow, controlled, really focusing on good mind-muscle connection is very helpful. And over underloading variations are great choices on this day. So if I can do a chest fly, maybe instead of having my feet down the ground, I put my feet up on the bench. You know, if I'm doing a chest press, maybe I'll do a Larson press today with dumbbell, like a dumbbell Larson chest press. My legs are extended. I'm not really being able to use anything other than my chest muscles, so it really isolates them and beats them up. So the idea of this day is isolative uh, choices, try to minimize other muscles getting involved, underloading variations to make them more strict is great. You want to have good mind-muscle connection. Don't use momentum. In podcast 220, so a long time ago, Podcast 220, it was a training podcast titled Muscle Intention versus Movement Intention. On this day, you want to be focusing on the muscles. You don't want to just complete the movement. I'm not just trying to get 10 reps of it in. I'm trying to focus on the exact muscles, stretching and squeezing, stretching and squeezing. One of the ways I tell my clients is, if someone were to yell, stop, you'd be able to stop exactly where you were. You wouldn't have to like coast and catch yourself before you could really stop. So you should be moving under a speed in which if somebody yells stop, you can immediately stop right away. Now for these day, this day, all these exercises, we would do three to five sets of 30 to 60 seconds of time and attention. 
So we do the chest fly into chest press, reverse fly, or some kind of like thoracic upper back work into a back row, and then to finish it, you do shoulder raises, like lateral raises, front raises, reverse fly variations, just some kind of lateral raise, some kind of shoulder raise that works on that middle deltoid, that middle shoulder muscle, and triceps and biceps. She can do that as a three-part circuit. You can separate those if you want to, but that's the entirety of the exercises that day is a chest fly, then a chest press, reverse fly, then a back row, then some kind of shoulder raises, something for triceps, something for biceps. Awesome. And again, that day will take you about 40 to 60 minutes. So it's pretty awesome. Those days tend to use less rest time because the weight loads are a little bit lighter. Therefore, you can recover a little faster. So on the strength-based days, you might need to take three to five minutes of rest between your working sets. Where on the bodybuilding type days, you might only need two or three minutes of rest between your working sets. Day three is the lower body strength day. We still do that warm-up. Again, podcast 1,112. And then you want to do something that's a squat or a deadlift variation because that's going to be big, you know, heavy movement, damage a lot of muscles, make that the main focus of the day, something squat or deadlift related. Then after that, you do the opposite. You do the other one. (laughs) So deadlift or squat related. So if I do squat as my first movement, I do a deadlift variation as my second. If I do a deadlift variation as my first movement, I do a squat variation as my second. So you do a squat and then a deadlift or a deadlift and a squat. Then you do something that's unilateral work. And that can be walking lunges, step-ups, Bulgarian split squats, just something where you're using each leg independent of the other one. And that's it. That's the whole day. And again, you choose free weights over machines. You want to use variations that allow for normal or overloading. So some people, for example, can, can squat heavier with a camber bar than they can with a regular back squat position. So they would use the camber bar on a day like this because they want to use as much weight load as possible. Then again, the same considerations of don't going past good form. You don't want to do ugly reps and accumulate joint stress. And again, we're aiming for three to five sets of five to 25 seconds of time and attention. Day four, again, this is the lower body bodybuilding, so we're going to be repeating the lower body. And we do the warm-up, shoulders, core, hips, all the good stuff. You want to do some type of leg extension work. That can be actual machine leg extensions, or it could be a variation of a stop, a step up that's quad dominant. There's a Bulgarian split squat. There's different walking lunges, which are narrow strides that extend your knee past your toes. There's a lot of variations of quad-based work that you'd want to do. Then you'd want to do something hamstring-based, like a lying leg curl, seated leg curl. There's other variations of step-ups that are hamstring-based and glute-based. You can do 45-degree hyperextension raises for glutes and hamstring kind of work. Uh, But it's just something that starts with the quad, something that starts with the hamstrings. Then you do a unilateral work that's knee bend focused where your torso stays upright pretty much the whole time or you can do a unilateral work where you're you're hinge based and your torso changes angle the whole time think of like a kettlebell swing your torso goes from upright to down to upright to down upright to point to the floor upright to point to the floor you know so your torso is changing angles the whole movement so that's more of a hip bend a hinge focus so step-ups might be a knee bend focus because your torso stays pretty much upright the whole time, whereas a kettlebell swing is an example of a hinge base focused. So you do a unilateral for one of those, and then you do the other one. <laughs> so whichever one you do first, you do the other one second. But that's basically that workout. So some kind of leg extension work, some type of leg curl work, like hamstring work, then unilateral work for the knee bending emphasis or, and or 
uh, or, and, and then eventually, uh, unilateral work for hip bend focus. So there's four full movements in there, not counting the warm-up. Again, when you do it this way, uh, it's going to take about 40-ish minutes. You're going to pick isolative variations. You're minimizing other muscles trying to help out. You know, so I might do a hang hold step up rather than a goblet hold step up. A goblet hold step up is more dominant in my like upper back support. I need more thoracic support to do that. And if I've just squatted the day before, deadlifted the day before, I probably don't want to do a goblet hold on this day. I'm probably going to do a hang hold. And that's going to just give you less wear and tear on muscles other than the ones you're really looking for, which is your leg muscles. Then, again, this day, everything's done with muscle intention, very controlled movement. And again, if somebody yelled stop, you'd be able to stop exactly where you were. And it's three to five sets of 30 to 60 seconds of time under tension. That's going to give you the best kind of uh, growth stimulus, but minimize the amount of weight you can really use, so that way it protects the joints since you just stressed the joints the day before. So that would be a quick rundown of how you would structure your workouts if you were going to do this type of training structure, where your, your main goal is growth, and you want to do back-to-back muscles to try to like promote greater amount of muscle damage than what you've been getting because you've kind of plateaued. So that would be an awesome way to do this. Uh, now, there's tons of other stuff in our training templates online. We also include components like how to like how to make exercise selections easier, like proximity of the exercises, flow of the movement, matching the individual abilities. We talk about how to properly do warm-up sets, how to select the right weights for the exercises, how to make weekly progressions, and a lot more. We also go through and we talk about like technique for squat, bench, deadlift, overhead press, how to manage stretching if you have tight muscles, how to do self-treatment for therapies like a knee pain, a lower back pain, a shoulder pain, an elbow pain, and we have the whole nutrition breakdown of how to write up your own nutrition program. So our templates, our training templates, which you can find online on our website, have a lot more to it than what we just talked about. They're actually like 30 to 50 pages. Our powerlifting one is 52 pages long, so it's pretty awesome. Uh, but if you want to check all that out, let me know. This program, I have had this requested and talked about quite often, so I'm going to be writing up a template within the next few weeks. So run with what you heard in today's podcast, and then hopefully within the next two weeks or so, I'll get this written up and have it on the website for sale. Awesome. Well, I appreciate everybody who sends out questions and interacts on the podcast. It's super motivating to know people are listening. I do get to see, like, through Podbean, who is the the website I host this through, uh, I do get to see kind of the numbers of how many people download the podcast every day, uh, which is exciting and awesome because we actually have an uptick of the number of downloads per day. We're averaging around 250 downloads a day, which is really good for us. So it's I really appreciate that there's that many people out there listening, and I'm hoping that this podcast is beneficial to your life and that you feel welcomed and encouraged to send in any questions that you have. So thank you to everybody. I really appreciate your support. Thank you to those who donate to support the podcast, which you can do on our website. The podcast is well over $1,000 a year for hosting costs. I give an hour to it every day, and we're going to keep it for free. So thank you to those who donate. You can do a one-time donation, monthly donation, yearly donation, even just $5 a month. It does add up, and it does help. So thank you to those who do that. If you like the information we share in our podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels. I post on Instagram pretty much every day. I'm posting a lot more on YouTube, so check us out on those two uh, social media networks. If you have any questions, feedback, suggestions, anything you want to know, let us know at our email at brutalironjim at gmail.com. As always, 
I hope this was helpful, and thank you for listening.